Good morning, and thank you for enjoying it with a six-pack, the Scotty Six-Pack, the only podcast that's bringing you all the top stories in Wisconsin sports, from the lacrosse loggers to the Lakeshore Chinooks. My name is Kedrick Stumbrus, and you can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at the Scotty Six-Pack to the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the subscribe button, hit the like button, or on your podcast platform of choice. Follow us, rate us, leave some nice comments, helps us grow the show, and continue having some great people join us like we're going to have today. Uh, We're going to spend this episode previewing the Chicago Bears hosting the Green Bay Packers in week one of the NFL season. It is finally here, and the bad man is gone uh, for Chicago Bears fans. So... To celebrate that, we're going to welcome in uh, Sam Jamini from the Snap the Pigskin podcast, Puckworms. Uh, Sam, say say hello to some folks. Tell people anything you'd like them to know about you. Yeah, thanks uh, very much, uh, Kedrick, for having me on. Good to see you and good to kind of speak with you for the first time. Um, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to uh, joining this show. Um, I am... Uh, a very, very large uh, Chicago sports fan. So I don't know how I might be a polarizing figure, maybe not even polarizing, maybe just downright unpopular um, for, for your listening audience. But um, yeah, I'm a, I love football. I uh, love the bears um, and uh, definitely looking forward to, I've been, I mean, I've been waiting on pins and needles for this game for a long time now, and it's uh, finally only a couple of days away. So I, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, I think we all have, and you're, you're a Wisconsin alum, so I think you at least yeah. redeem yourself with uh, <laughs> with a good chunk of the people yeah. here. But yeah, we've been on pins and needles for this game. Um, I, I think Packers fans have, Bears fans have, and I think there's a lot of Bears fans who kind of smell blood in the water here, uh, an, an opportunity to strike. Clearly, the division itself is wide open for the first time in what feels like a really long time, even though the Packers themselves haven't had stranglehold on it that they did during uh, like the early 2010s. But what are Bears fans feeling in 2023 vis-a-vis the Green Bay Packers, um, the rivalry itself, and just their prospects moving forward? Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I mean, there's definitely a sense, you know, ever since Rodgers left, it was kind of like a big, like collective uh, sigh of relief, like, you know, I, I don't know, just a, a very different feel like now, you know, this is really the first, um, this is the first Bears Packers game in my lifetime, really, that didn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback involved in the storyline, even if like Rodgers or Favre weren't playing, um, it would it would have been because they were injured. So, you know, it, it's not like they were out of the picture. Um, and this is just it feels very it's very different. It's very like unusual, uncharted territory. Um, going into this game, like knowing this is the like the first iteration of the post Aaron Rodgers um, chapter of this rivalry. And I think there's a lot of added like excitement and also nervousness because it feels now like the if it feels like the footing is more even. And I, I think this is the first time in a while that we genuinely don't really know like what to expect in this game and what's going to happen. So I, I think there's a lot more both excitement and also anxiety because normally um, the Bears in this spot are some sort of an 
underdog and feeling like we need to put together um, a, a very um, intrigue, I think, of, of this matchup. Yeah, I, I think that's right. There's there's not a lot of certainty around this this matchup for the first time in a long time. And that's very different when you put it in perspective perspective of the fact that the Packers have won this game eight eight straight times. Uh and now all of a sudden it does it does feel wide open. The Packers haven't lost to the Bears since 2018 when yeah. Chicago eliminated Green Bay from playoff contention. Um but I think one of the big reasons this feels so wide open on both sides is because there's obviously big questions on both sides for quarterback play. Um, I am going to lay my cards on the table. I think Justin Fields is bad. Uh, and okay. I have not been <laughs> afraid to say it to anyone who will listen to me lately. And I think the Justin Fields thing is fantasy football brain destroying people's ability to watch football uh i i refuse to play fantasy football stop playing fantasy football a long time ago because i think unless you are really like you you know football i think fantasy football makes you worse at watching football um this isn't an yeah. fantasy football rant but justin fields is a legitimate fantasy football weapon he is a legitimate real life football hazard uh i would like to get your your thoughts your feelings on justin fields what the fan base kind of feels about him because there's a lot of hyping up of justin fields in the offseason and i'm really yeah. not sure if that's coming from football people writ large bears fans both what what is your your finger on the pulse of the yeah. bears fan base vis-a-vis -vis justin fields yeah, I mean it's an it's an interesting question. I, I think there's a lot of uh I think there's a lot of irrational thoughts being put out there on on many different sides of it. I think there's uh, definitely a there's definitely a huge group of people that um are convinced that Fields is um you know undoubtedly the guy for for a decade to come. Uh there's also a group of people I think that are convinced that he's bad. Um, like, like it's, it's, it seems like there's a very widespread range of opinions on him. And like there, it, I think that there are quite a lot of, um, very irrational takes being thrown around, uh, about Justin Fields. I, I think like, um, I, overall it's optimistic. I think everybody was really excited. I mean, he, in terms of rushing, I mean, we, it's been well-documented. Everybody's talked about it. He had a historic season last year, um, running with the ball. And and he 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 made some incredibly exciting plays. Um, so everybody, I, I think in general, uh, there's there's definitely an atmosphere of ex excitement around him. And I'll tell you right now, it doesn't take very much for there to be excitement in this city for a quarterback because we are just so like starved um, for quarterback play. Like we will grab on to anything that we can possibly find to convince ourselves that the quarterback currently on the roster is going to be the answer. Um, that being said, uh, I think there's still, I think there's a lot of criticism still from, um, from, you know, people who are educated. And I think some of it is unfair. Some of it is fair. Um, I, I think, you know, I think watching every game that Justin Fields played last year, I think he's a better passer 
than the stats make it look. I mean, the stats are like the, the worst. I mean, you can't even imagine how bad his passing numbers were from last year. Yeah, um, last I, year, last year yeah. he was 34th in passing DVOA yeah. among all passers with 200 attempts. There are 32 yeah. teams in, in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. So, so when the, we talk about he had an historic rushing year. <laughs> he also had a historic passing year. Yeah. Uh, the, the, very the, different directions. The, yeah. The passing numbers were extraordinarily bad last year. Um, I, and like, I, I'm not saying he's a good passer. I think that there were moments where he looked better than the numbers maybe suggested, um, but it was inconsistent. There were definitely plays where he made really nice throws downfield. Um, there were also plays where he missed layups or passes that he should have completed. Um, he was a little bit loose with the ball at times. Um, and then there were also times where, um, you know, his receivers didn't really help him out at all, which that ends up being the case with really every quarterback at some point in the season. But um, Fields had a notoriously bad supporting cast last year. So um, I, really the bottom line, I think, is that if Fields is going to be the guy for the Bears, then we all expect a big step forward this year. Um, like, like, like they now have actual receiving talent. The offensive line is not good, but should be improved. And it's the second year for fields in the Matt Eberflus and, and, um, Getsy system. So he should be making a significant improvement this year. And if he doesn't, then I think a lot of us will be legitimately concerned. Yeah. So the Justin Fields take a big step kind of mantra that's yeah. out, out there right now uh, is is obviously built on he has more around him yeah and i think that's true to an extent um i i think in in one of the questions i wanted to ask was who who's the most important newcomer to the chicago bears roster and do you think that's dj Moore? yeah i uh, definitely as far as just just pure receiving talent like having a true number one and like a, a pretty good number one um like last year you know, until they brought in Claypool, Darnell Mooney was their number one. And right now he's looking like a number three. I mean, Claypool didn't have a very good training camp, but Claypool should be ahead of Mooney. And so the, the Bears essentially last year for at least a portion of the season had a number three receiver, like effectively their number one. And I, I think like I think it's just going to help all of the receiving talent on the team to have Darnell, uh, to, excuse me, to have DJ Moore on the team. Like I think. You know, the opposition will obviously have to put their number one cornerback on more. And, you know, that's going to make life easier for Claypool and Mooney also. And I think everybody is going to kind of benefit for that. So I would definitely say DJ Moore is the most important. And he had some explosive plays in the preseason. And anybody who listens to uh, our podcast, Snap the Pigskin, will know the disdain that I have for the preseason and putting like <laughs> any sort of credence into it. But he did have some fun, uh, explosive catch and run plays in the preseason. Um, so he, I think he's the most important. I think some of the tight end help, you know, not massive game breakers or anything, but I think Robert Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis also could be helpful just to have somebody dependable, um, some some veterans in there for fields to kind of maybe go to on a, a third and short type of play. Oh, Mercedes um, Lewis doesn't catch passes, though. Come on, we know that. No, he only, not, ca not he only catches passes <laughs> against the Bears. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> that is that's uh, that's unfortunately somewhat true. Um, but but he, uh, you know, he, he's he's going to be he's going to be a presence out there on offense for sure. Definitely not um, a significant amount of patch, uh, pass catching talent, but um, just to have a veteran like that, everybody raves about him in the locker room and. Um, you know, just kind of a, a sizable presence out there. So yeah, definitely DJ Moore, definitely the most important, but you know, the couple of depth guys, I think as well, that, that should hopefully be helpful.
Yeah, and I think I think the DJ Moore addition is important for Chicago, kind of in the way you described it. In, in that he's he's a good wide receiver, and and I'm not taking away from the fact that you know he's he is a true solid number yeah. one. But I think the way he helps this passing offense more so is the fact that everybody else gets to slot down to right, move exactly. into the number two, three cornerbacks instead of um, having you know Claypool line up against Jair Alexander in this yeah, matchup, exactly. which Jair should take him to lunch. Um, but I, I think DJ Moore is, is important. And then the other newcomer you kind of mis, misnamed before is Darnell Wright. When we're talking about the yeah. other uh, additions to try and help Justin Fields moving forward, Dar- Darnell Wright, the right tackle getting drafted out of Ohio state first round pick for Chicago this year. He's a guy that I thought, Green Bay might take a look at going into the draft. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. They went the Lucas Van Ness route in round one eventually uh, on the edge. But I know Darnell Wright's been facing a little bit of a hamstring issue, but it sounds like he's going to be good to go for this game. Does that sound right? Yeah, I, I think like there's there's a couple of um, I, I think so. Like some of the there's been some issues in terms of health with the offensive line already for the Bears, which seems like it's always a thing like their offensive linemen get injured before the season starts every year somehow. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I think like hopefully he plays, um, you know, I, I think he will. I think the offensive line in general is still still has a lot more question marks than we were hoping it would. Um, Tevin Jenkins also now is uh, out with an injury from training camp. Uh, that's, a, a, I believe, a leg injury. Um, so it's not uh, – the offensive line is not really where we would want it to be, but it'd definitely be helpful if, if as you mentioned, Darnell Wright, that uh, that that first-round pick, if he could be – you know, I, I think he'll be healthy, but it's it's definitely not a certainty yet, and, and they need it because, I, like, I don't think the depth is really that good at this point, and I don't really – I don't really fancy the idea of already using backup offensive linemen in week one, especially against the Packers pass rush. That's not that it's pretty solid. Um, so that that'll, yeah, I, I definitely hope he comes back. That's one of the, probably the bigger, one of the bigger concern points as far as the offense goes. And, and I think it's, I think that's right. And, and is not to make this all about Justin Fields, but I'm, I'm going to for another. <laughs> I time. mean, it's all about um, Justin Fields. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like it is right. This game is all yeah. about Justin Fields, and the only other thing it's about is Jordan Love, and that's it. yeah. Um, in, in the eyes of very many, but this is why I am probably less convinced of the Justin Fields takes a step argument for him becoming at least a middling quarterback in the league. Yeah. Uh, however. Uh, I personally like philosophically don't think you can win a Super Bowl with a middling quarterback in the league. So if Justin Fields ends up being a middling quarterback and the 10 year starter for Chicago, that's great. Love it. Um, as, <laughs> as Green Bay Packers fan, but the, the offensive line depth issues, I still think Chicago has because although I think Darnell Wright's a good piece, I don't know that they did a lot to really shore up that yeah. unit as a whole. And that's an issue. You can have all this receiver talent that Chicago now kind of has. Cole Komet should be great um, as a tight end one. Uh, although Robert Tunyon has l- lost a lot of the step he had post ACL. I think he's a solid number two option. Um, and then the wide receiver options with DJ Moore in the room, I think are good. Can Justin Fields 
deliver the ball to them is, yeah. I, I think, a bigger question. And if he doesn't have offensive line help, he like he needs the offensive line help to help him a little bit with his sack problem because he has a problem getting sacked. Yeah. And sacks are more a quarterback stat than an offensive line stat sacks follow the quarterback more than they follow offensive line units. And despite being 27th in passing attempts last year, Justin Fields led the league in, uh, in sacks taken at with 55 total. He was sacked 55 times tied with Russell Wilson for the league lead, but Russell Wilson attempted 165 more passes. Second place with nine fewer sacks at 46 were Geno Smith, who attempted 200 and 252 more passes than Justin Fields, sacked nine fewer times, but attempted 250 more passes. And also tied with that was Kirk Cousins, who was sacked nine fewer times than Justin Fields, but attempted 325 more passes than him. Like, I am so unconvinced by the just Justin Fields stuff because I don't think he really got a lot of help on offensive line on the offensive line this year. Uh, I, yeah. Like, can you convince me otherwise? Like, is there a lot no. happening here? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, so no, I, I can't convince you that I, I don't think I, I don't, I don't disagree uh, about the offensive line. What I would, what my f- feeling on it more so is, um, Number one, I think some of those stats are a little bit deceiving just because he's probably tackled for loss when he was trying to run more, but but that's really neither here nor there. I mean, it was a I bad mean, but that's because he can't pass the year. ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I but like I think that I'm not and Noah Noah Clark brought that up on our last episode of Snap the Pixie and two. Like that doesn't freak me out quite as much just because I, I think like if Fields ends up actually being a really good quarterback. Like I think really good quarterbacks can overcome that. I mean, we we've seen like the the truly elite, uh, you know, some of the top quarterbacks in the league, we we saw Joe Burrow, like just get absolutely beat to death uh, for a few seasons. And like, just uh, what was that one playoff game where he got sacked like nine times, I think it was against Tennessee and, and won the game. Like, I think, you know, and I'm not saying that's what Fields. I mean, clearly, you know, Fields. We got a long way before Fields, you know, gets to that level. But like, I, I think if I think if a quarterback is really gonna be like the guy that is gonna win you games um, by being a great quarterback, I think, especially a guy with Fields' athleticism, I think they can overcome the bad offensive line. I think he needs to work on, and and what I I know he has worked on this offseason is getting the ball out faster and making quicker decisions. That was kind of the, that was one of the bigger, um, you know, that was one of the bigger knocks or, 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 you know, maybe knock isn't the best word, but one of the bigger concerns for him, even just coming out, uh, coming out of college, is just holding the ball too long and not making uh, decisions quickly enough. And, you know, I think with his athleticism, he can get away from pass rushers. I think if he gets the ball out faster and is able to make more timely NFL speed decisions, uh, like, like great quarterbacks can figure out how to deal with patchwork offensive lines if they have guys that are, you know, at least somewhat open and if they're g- good enough at making decisions quickly. So like, I- I'm not necessarily like, I- I'm not saying it's going to go great with a bad offensive line. And I- I'm definitely not happy that the offensive line doesn't look much better, but I, I think 
if Fields is good, if he if he does prove to be good, I think he can handle having a bad offensive line. And if he can't handle it, then he's probably not that good. Um, so th- that's kind of my feeling on it. And and I, you know, <laughs> like like I guess what I, I guess what we're getting at here is like if Fields is bad again this if Fields has a similar season like he did last year this year then like that's you know we're going to be talking about trying to get another quarterback somehow because, as, as I was about to ask will, will yeah. the Bears move on do you think it'll will I mean like, it'll definitely be a significant conver- sweepstakes kind of a thing Jordan yeah Travis sweepstakes yeah it'll depend on how bad they are I mean if they're really sure. bad if they're down at the bottom of the standings then I think yeah all of a sudden we're tanking for a top two pick or something like or whatever top top four pick um you know if they're more like 500 mark you know which I think if Fields is bad. I think they're probably not going to be 500, but like, you know, it, but it's, it, it's definitely going to be a conversation where like, it, you know, if there isn't, if it's similar to last year where the passing offense is near the bottom of the league and the, 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 you know, it's kind of all of the offense is just on fields as legs, then like there's, it's, it's definitely going to be like, you know, we're going to be getting to a point where the fifth year option is going to have to be a thing at some point here soon. And, and like, we have to make a decision and it's, 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 it won't be good. Like, I will say that for sure. It won't be good if it resembles anything like um, last year. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's stop talking about Justin Fields. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to talk about uh, the Packers offense a little bit. Um, last season, the Packers rushed for 203 yards and 175 yards against a really bad rush yeah. defense uh, for the Chicago Bears, something the Green Bay Packers are very familiar with is having a bad rushing defense. Um, I am not convinced the Bears rush defense is much improved. Um, I was pleased to see that the Bears spent $58 million guaranteed in a pair of off-ball linebackers in Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards this offseason. Um what have the Bears yeah. done to improve this pretty dreadful run defense uh, from 2022? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't really love the linebacker stuff. I mean, it's, it's fine and good to have good linebackers. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm glad that the linebackers are good, but that's not, that's not um, really making me sleep soundly knowing that we it's have not a like, premium like, position. Yeah. Like, ex- I don't really, that's a lot of money matters. to spend for an off ball linebacker. Yeah, exactly. And and that's, that's a very bearsy thing to do also. Like that's like that harkens, you know, decades back down the line of bears, great linebackers. And I, I don't know, that's just, it seems like that's what they do. Like, I, I don't, I, I, that is my biggest concern for this Sunday's game without a doubt. I think, and that's why I think I predicted the Packers to win this game by three, un- unfortunately for, for me in Chicago. Um, I think that the the Bears do have good linebackers, as you mentioned, and the secondary should be quite good, actually. But the pass rush is still bad, and the defensive line in general is is not good. And especially the interior defensive line is is looking really ugly right now. Like like <laughs> that's probably the weakest part of the of the entire team, and that sets up really badly for the Bears against the Packers because the Packers have a really good offensive line and a very good run game. And I think, I think that this is like the easiest game plan I could ever imagine. I feel like the Packers, this is like a a high school coach could drop this game plan. I feel like they're going (laughs) to run it 
the, the, like second at first and second down is going to be a run play like 80% of the time. I feel like they're basically going to get to do whatever they want on the ground in this game. They can run for 170 yards with um, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. The, the Bears interior defensive line is just going to be pushed backwards as soon as the ball is snapped. And then, you know, every now and then um, Jordan Love will make a nice check down or a, a throw over the middle or something like that. And it, I think it's going to be a really, really easy day for him. I think everything is set up for Love to succeed in this game um, because of how easy it's going to be to run the ball against the Bears and because of how bad their defensive line is right now. That is my biggest concern for this game. And that's really why I think the Bears are going to lose this game. Well, uh, fun. Um, <laughs> it could be lots of ground and pound. Um, you, you had mentioned how phenomenal, frankly, this version of the Green Bay Packers offensive line is, and it, it's, it's really great. I, I just wanted to touch on, we touched on a little bit about some injury issues, depth issues at offensive line for, uh, the bears. I just wanted to touch in on any other like notable injuries on, on either side here coming into this matchup uh, for the Packers. Romeo Dobbs was uh, injured, had been held out of practice throughout the week. He practiced in limited fashion today, uh, today being yeah. September 7th. Um, Christian Watson is still set out of practice. Uh, and I think that's a little bit concerning uh, if he doesn't go on Sunday, yep. I think it'll be Malik Heath on the outside, who's an undrafted, undrafted free agent out of Ole Miss, who actually has plenty of talent, was like a thousand yard wide receiver at Ole Miss, but has openly admitted he had some off the field issues in, in his yep. own words. Um, but that could be good. And then David Bakhtiari, who is always fickle at left tackle for Green Bay, uh, still sat out, but Green Bay has like three legitimate starting tackles <laughs> on this roster uh, or so, like three legitimate starting left tackles. I should say yeah. like they could, they could have four or five different people play, play tackle and it'd be fine. Um, yeah. Oh, is there anything else of note uh, on the injury front coming in for Chicago here? Um, I mean, there's a couple guys that are, I think are listed as questionable that I'm not overly concerned about the you know the, the idea that they might not play I think Tevin Jenkins is the most concerning one but um Jaquan Brisker is and Eddie Jackson are both uh currently on the injury report but I I I tend to think that they're going to play like it it doesn't sound like a very grim situation for them but they are um already banged up a little bit and those are two especially Brisker um those are two important uh defensive backs for the Bears those are probably the most significant ones um, also Mercedes Lewis, uh, did not practice this, uh, this afternoon. So, um, unsure exactly. Well, actually that <laughs> that's funny. That actually wasn't an injury. It's on the report, but it just says rest. So I think he's fine. He just that's, didn't practice. Yeah, today. no, that's Mercedes Lewis having old man back. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, he should as be a Packer that, fan who saw it, get used to it. it <laughs> yeah. So I think. Really not much more for the Bears other than those offensive line issues, which are which which that's a little bit it's definitely a little bit of a concern. The Tevin Jenkins one is disappointing. I, I don't think he's gonna play, but um, you know, I, I, I would definitely I would be concerned if Brisker and Eddie Jackson weren't playing. They are on the injury report, Eddie Jackson with an ankle and Jaquan Brisker with a groin. Um, and uh, but but they did practice today, both of them, and so I you know, I would expect that they're gonna be in the game on Sunday. And, and really, I don't have, I don't really think there's other, other concerns besides that. So, All right. which one would hope, uh, given that it's week one, you know, you know, yeah. there's going to be injuries at some point, uh, you'd hope to not start too far behind the eight ball, 
um, in the beginning of September. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I think we talked a little bit about how you think the Green Bay Packers win this game is if they can successfully run the ball down uh, Chicago's throat uh, on the defensive line breakthrough to uh, get tackled by their $50 million uh, off-ball linebacker. Um, but the Chicago Bears, <laughs> the Chicago Bears win this game if what happens? Um, I think one of two things. I think if Fields plays well, or if Jordan Love blows the game, I think I think it's down to the quarterbacks for the Bears. I, I think if Love, um, I, you know, if if Jordan Love plays a relatively mistake-free, uh, kind of uh, conservative, um, game where he just executes the game plan and hits his layups, um, I think Fields is going to have to play pretty well, um, and 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 do a good job of getting balls out quickly here to beat the Packers. I also expect maybe some deep shots. If, if they can, if he can maybe generate some time with his legs, the Packers safeties are, are not good. They're bad. Um, yeah. They're which bad. has been well documented. In Green Bay. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I think, I think if Jordan love hits his layups, then pressure is put on fields to play well. And that's how the bears will have to win this game. If fields doesn't really play well, then it's, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the, the other way the bears could win is if Jordan love just absolutely implodes and has, has a horrible game. Um, so I really, th- I think it's all down to the quarterbacks really in this game. I think we kind of know what to expect in the rest of the aspects of the game, but the, you know, the quarterbacks are the big wild cards here, which is fun. Cause that's obviously the most important player, uh, on the field. And then everyone gets to sit on that win or that loss for 17 yep. weeks yep. for Until 17 January. weeks. <laughs> How absurd is that? I saw when the schedule it's horrible. came out. It's horrible ridiculous with how much both fan bases have been seething for this game to get it in week one and then not get the return trip until week 18. Someone's going to have to hold that L for so long. And no, nobody wants it. Like I don't want, I don't want to play this game in week one. This is terrible because there is the scenario where the bears win and Packer fans just have to hold that loss from the bears all season long is so much worse than being able to say, Oh, cool. We won a week one game. Oh, I completely, I agree. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I mean, like I feel the same way on my side. I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is like the apocalypse in Chicago right now. The, the way some, this is the way some people are talking. The quote from uh, Danny Parkins, the afternoon show host on uh, 670, the score in Chicago, his exact quote was, People are going to be tying cinder blocks to their feet and jumping into the lake <laughs> if, if the Bears lose this game oh and Jordan Love outplays Justin Fields. Um, it, so it yeah. doesn't help it's, either that like and like the, you know the fan bases uh, in terms of like Brewers and Packers fans don't have a ton of overlap. Like yeah, Packer fandom is just ginormous, but like yeah. it doesn't help that there's a pretty heated division race going on for the Central right now. Either. No, yeah, like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> Um, all right, let's get one score prediction out there. You had said you think Green Bay wins this one by three. What yeah. does that look like to you? I'll say um I'll say twenty-four to twenty-one, I guess. I don't think it's gonna be super high scoring, but you know, I, I think 
I think that both, I think the Packers will be able to, I think both offenses should move the ball. I think it's just a question of getting into the end zone and how well the quarterbacks play. So I'll just, I'll say a modest 24 to 21 win for the Packers. Um, and then I'll, I'll just have to be, I'll cry myself to sleep during Sunday night football. That feels about right to me. I'm going to say it ends up being a little bit closer. I'm going to say it looks something like 21 20 Packers. Um, just because I think that, and you know what? I, even so I like, kind of want to say like 2017. Um, I'll, I'll say 20 to 17 because I, I am really, I'm not sure what happens if one of Romeo dubs or Christian Watson can't go on Sunday for the Packers. Um, yeah. if they, don't have at least a credible passing threat um, because, you know, otherwise they have some really young targets, targets that Green Bay likes. And frankly, I like, but you, you want a guy, Christian Watson. I mean, Bears fans know Aaron Rodgers chucked it up and he's gone like that. That's, that's the easy button for, for Green Bay. It should be the easy button for um, Jordan Love. So I'll say 20 to 17 Packers. Um, but I will be on pins and needles un- until this game is over. Uh, so, uh, Sam, thank you very much for for joining. Um, you are only the second person I've had as a guest on this podcast. The cool. first one being my younger brother. So I really appreciate you yeah. uh, being on. Would you like to talk about any of your other work that you do? Encourage folks to come and find some of your stuff before we. Sure. Before we, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, I co-host two podcasts, one with Noah Clark, as uh, as Kedrick mentioned, the uh, Snap the Pigskin uh, is, is the name of the podcast. It covers the NFL. Um, we release it like on Tuesday nights for the most part. Can be found pretty much anywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, etc. Um, and that, that one's really fun. Noah and I are really good friends, so we have a lot of fun on that show. And um, he's a he's from Wisconsin. He's a Packers fan. I'm a Bears fan. A lot of, a lot of fun stuff to talk about there. Um, the other one that's been around for almost a year now is called Puckworms. It covers the NHL with another buddy of mine from Wisconsin uh, named Anthony Winker. Um, and uh, yeah, that one is just dives deep into the NHL and we're coming up on hockey season pretty soon here too. So um, that one also can be found really pretty much anywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera. So yeah, uh, be sure to be sure to check those out. Um, would really appreciate that. And thank you, uh, Kedrick, for giving me the opportunity to uh, come on and uh, and chat a little bit here today. It was it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, and yeah. I am I'm I'm ready for this game to happen. I really am. <laughs> I'm ready for it to be over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you, Sam. Uh, and if I didn't mention it at the top, uh, his his shows there, Snap the Pigskin and Puckworms, are very good. Uh, it's the reason I know uh, of Sam in the first place, and why I wanted him to come on here uh, because he is a smart but not blowhard of a Chicago Bears fan. Um, thank you. I appreciate there. that. Thank you. Listen, there are many blowhard football fans on the internet. It is hard to find people that aren't. Um, <laughs> so uh, thank you again to everyone for tuning in to the Scotty Six Pack podcast. To us anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, if you are there, uh, subscribe, leave, leave a nice review, kind comments, and we will talk to you all uh, on Monday after this is over. Uh, go pack, go.